0: what's up human welcome to the revenue real hotline i'm amy rohovchek more importantly i'm excited you decided to join us today i know you've got a ton of options and i appreciate you this is a show about all the hard and uncomfortable conversations that arise while generating revenue and how to think or rethink What you're doing, why you're doing it, and then, of course, how to execute differently. And like I said, I'm happy you decided to come along for the ride. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you can be notified each time a new episode drops. And do me a favor, friend, don't tell anybody about the show. Let's keep it our little secret. I'm Amy Rahovchek. This is the Revenue Rail Hotline. Enjoy. John Morris, welcome to the Revenue Rail Hotline, sir. I am so excited that we're finally making this happen and I get to share a little bit of you and your beautiful ball of energy with, with the listeners. So thanks for making time for us, friend.
1: Amy, it is my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, I appreciate it.
0: Oh my gosh, well, I, I noticed that you didn't attempt to pronounce my last name, so well, like, what, what's up with that?
1: <laughs> well, um, I've learned over time that uh, what my limits are and that one's got, like, I wanna buy a vowel. <laughs>
0: That's that my one. line. Like, that's can I my spin line. again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to solve the puzzle.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. I actually used that line when I so I sold in New York City, and so there was a period where I never was able to, you know, knock on doors in New York because there was always you had to show your ID, right? Which is why yeah. I'm going with this at the desk
1: after
0: 9/11. Yeah, and so I would whip it out, and it was like it, it from from me like a uh, security post to security post, like it was person would look at my ID and ask me how to pronounce my name. And there was always a good chance that I was field training somebody. And I, my line, my can line at that moment was uh, Smith. And the person <laughs> would laugh and whatever. And then they're like, okay, no, for real. But it was always an important lesson that I got to teach um, these trainees is that you don't need many jokes when you're selling. You just got to get a couple good ones <laughs> and you use them over. And over There's again. kind
1: of a key to persuasion. And one of those keys to persuasion is being likable. Mm-hmm. You know, liking is a key to sales, right? If you're going up against another salesperson with another at another company that has a similar product and that client, that prospective client likes you more than the other one, you're gonna win a lot of tiebreakers, I tell you so.
0: right, all right, so John, why don't you why don't we start by you sharing with the audience who you are and a little bit about what you do every day and then we'll dive in?
1: Sure. Uh, so my name is John Morris again, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. I am the executive director of brand for a company called Club Colors. We're a full service brand management firm. What in the world does that mean? So anything you could possibly think of that you want to put a logo on. What we like to say is concept to doorstep. So uh, think sourcing, decoration, embroidery, screen print, heat sale, all of those different things, and kidding fulfillment. So If you're going to do like a welcome kit for an organization, you just hired this amazing employee and you want them to feel like they're part of the team and part of the brand and part of the vision and part of the mission, send them a welcome kit with a whole bunch of logoed items on there and make them feel like they're part of the team before they've even stepped foot in the building for orientation or hopped on a virtual call. So we do those types of things. Mm -hmm. And then we work with universities. So like we were one of the first in the industry when COVID hit to do virtual commencements with our clients. We're licensed with a thousand universities like Northwestern, Clemson, Stanford, Harvard, uh, just to name a few. You probably heard of some Uh, of those. universities. So when they do their, uh, when they were doing their graduation, just think these students and these families, the investment they're making into higher education. And now all of a sudden they don't get to walk.
0: Right. So (laughs) think
1: about it from the standpoint of now they got to do a graduation, the huge investment. Right. And so, These uh, heads of departments at the university obviously are extremely intelligent and very brand savvy and understand that what they do for graduates, they turn into alumni and that turns into the messaging that's going to happen for admissions. Yeah. And so they recognize that you can't just do a virtual graduation and send somebody chotskys which we do not use that term at Club Colors, by the way. Don't swag me, bro. We don't use swag. chotsky. I made
0: the mistake of using the chotsky term, or maybe it was it, it was like even on the air. I don't even remember what we these deploy. are
1: branding or branded solutions. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So we okay. did virtual graduation kits where we essentially conceptualized the box with a, mm-hmm. with the marketing departments of the organization, sourced mm-hmm. all the products, and kitted those here. in and in a couple of those we sent to 6,000 students direct to their home in nine different countries. It's amazing. So that when they did the virtual graduation, the students actually had their caps and gowns and all of the information and, and a letter from the president and along with supported promotional products. Mm-hmm. And they could really feel like they were getting the best of what could happen in a virtual setting. So that's what Club Colors does. I also head up uh, Reach by Club Colors, which is Essentially, creating a more holistic agency feel with our clients where we can not only support them with branded and logoed promotional products, but now we're getting into content creation and supporting their social media efforts and really trying to get additional content out there to drive brand message. And then you are in the club. I know I'm on your podcast, but you're still in the club, Amy. We are, uh, we host a podcast called In the Club, Powered by Club Colors, where we bring on our clients um, and influencers and fantastic mm. leaders and inspirational people. And we essentially try to entertain and educate at the same time. Mm. That's that.
0: I love it. Okay. So listeners, John and I met, um, I think it was Colin that connected us or introduced us initially, John, but through SalesCast. And, and I just, I love this podcast. Angle I've listened to. I listened to one of John's episodes and they're new, right? So it's new and it's like episode four. But the production quality is absolutely there. I love the song selection. I like the imagery. Like I was stalking out your LinkedIn profile and like going through your posts, like even the video that you did on TikTok. Like you got the TikTok side of it's things are crazy. Already on like, this 46 so year
1: old man is get. I mean, I'm <laughs> TikToking right now. I am in that rabbit hole. I'm trying to figure out how to shuffle dance and lip sync. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Amazing. We're not doing that. But. Yes, thank you, SalesCast. Salescast has been brilliant in that part. We're actually in season two. We tried it on our own. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, okay, we okay. tried it on our
1: own just on our YouTube page and we did well.
0: Okay. We did okay. pretty
1: well. But there's a huge difference between um trying to become an expert and hiring an expert. What we recognized really quick was um we're pretty good at getting on the microphone and doing the interview. And we're pretty good at representing brands and getting that message across Salescast is absolutely brilliant at that plus all the other stuff that we weren't good at. So mm-hmm. it's been a fantastic partnership and we're very grateful.
0: Uh, I'm a so I think last time this these numbers may be two months old, but Salescast had launched over 60 shows, 45 shows under management and like the total number of downloads per month for their portfolio, it was like something crazy, like over a million. And so like, Great. think about the insights that you can pull from that too. Yeah. Like, I just, I love it. I mean, and so, it's a
1: catalog of knowledge.
0: Yeah. And it's just a special brand of person that's just drawn to that space even, right? Just learning how to pick up a microphone and to tell your story and to do so in a real and authentic manner. It's, it's nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's just a special thing. And so I've got mad respect for it, sir, on all fronts. I well, mean,
1: we look at it this way too. And I know you guys know this, right? Branding really is about creating a feeling and how mm-hmm. better to create a feeling than storytelling. I mean, mm, thought so leadership, funny. right, is fantastic. But at the end of the day, people don't really remember how smart and amazing you are as much as they remember how you make them feel. And so writing out text in a post and and some of these different things are great. They're fantastic. But somebody being able to feel the transfer of energy, to see your expression or to hear the tonality in your voice and to understand your greater purpose and your, and your meaning, that really takes your brand to the next level. And when I look at Salescast alone, between you, Ed, Chris, and Colin, I mean, my gosh, you guys are taking over the podcasting world for gosh sakes. It's brilliant. So we're just trying to follow that.
0: <laughs> it's a learning curve, right? Somebody, I think you, you and I were both on, it was Kellen's post today. It was like, um, what's the hard thing that you tried? And his yeah. was golf, golf and it was yeah. a picture of golf. And so mine was podcasting with the like ooh, face, <laughs> the emoji next to it, Yeah. but it's, and he asked a follow-up question, like interesting, like you sound like a natural, um, what's been the hardest part and what's been the easiest part. And I, I was actually prepping for this conversation. So I didn't, I didn't respond yet, but I was thinking about it. Like, what's been the hardest part is that there's always a hard part. Like, every time you think you master something, like, it's like the steepest and most unforgiving learning curve. Like, listen, our friends, if you think you're struggling to listen to your calls, right, to iterate and get better, and they like you, it's shocking how we never have any time to do that because, you know, it's hard to do to listen to yourself. Imagine that multiplied by 100 because this is a public forum here. Every filler word, every insecurity. It's, and so it's hard, but I got I got my respect.
1: You know, what the worst is, Amy, is when you What's go that? back, you're doing the editing, right? Because unfortunately, I have to listen to my stuff. I don't I don't back know what you I
0: don't know what that feels like. I have absolutely cannot possibly relate. And and when I have gone back to do my own episodes, which I do them all, um, I, I've been perfect this entire time, John. So like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, can't, I know you
1: can't relate. But it's the only way to grow.
0: It is the only way to grow. It's the only way to grow, right? There's, you want to you want to become a master or something? You better be willing to be not a master first, yes. Because there's no there's no skipping that step. Obviously, friends, listeners, if you listen to the show, you know that I have strong opinions around the competency quadrant, right? The four phases that people move through when learning a new skill: unconscious incompetence, right? Ignorance is bliss. It's a beautiful place to be. Y'all. You don't know what you don't know. But phase two, right? That's the doozy. It's that conscious incompetence. And you're also looking at the uphill slope of, you know, figuring everything out. But from the very beginning, right? So that hill looks very Gosh, steep. I
1: love that conscious incompetence. That is amazing. So
0: phase two. There's a way, though, right? So that's why it's scary at the beginning. That's why that welcome employee package goes a really long way because, like, you can help somebody to reduce the feels. I'm in that moment by welcoming them into the community.
1: Holy cow, you need to dig into that for us because the reality is that we say the same exact thing. It's like, listen, any employee that you hire is a cost until they're not, right? So the faster you can get them engaged into the culture, into feeling themselves like 100% authentically themselves, Mm -hmm. that's when they're willing to like be vulnerable, really commit, pay attention. And the faster they get to that point, the more the sales enablement training sinks in, the faster that sinks in, the faster the return on investment happens. So again, a promotional product is never the cake. It's the icing on the cake. It drives home the message. It's not the message, well, it's right? It feels
0: you hit it with the on feels. your head. Like I was uh, when I was in San Francisco, one of my buddies, um, was at Apple, is <laughs> like working on all the top secret car stuff that they're doing over there, which is cool. But I remember his welcome package. It was like this beautiful note and like all these things, and it was just. I, I remember feeling like some serious envy in that moment. Like, like yeah. what the hell? Like, this is what great looks like. And you could do a lot of damage. But anyway, so conscious competence, what can we do as individuals to expedite our pace through the hardest phase, right? And obviously you move into conscious competence and then unconscious competence. This is where you don't even remember all the things that you're learning and doing because you're Just doing open it. open
1: your mouth and it comes Yeah, you're out. doing
0: it naturally. Yeah, But anyway, so you do more of something very quickly right it's like ripping off the band-aid you want to learn how to do a cold call you could do a hundred over the course of a quarter or a year worse or you could do it all in a day and so that's another another way to hack it
1: monster connect monster Connect.
0: for more on that go check out colin's (laughs) live stream cold calling show and then you'll get a free up close and personal with them That wraps another installment of the Revenue Real Hotline. I'd like to thank my guests for being so damn real and for sharing their insights and for, of course, being so much fun. And I'd like to thank you, too, listeners. It means the world and I appreciate you. If you have any thoughts or comments or experiences you feel inclined to share, head straight over to RevenueReal.com. There's a new Join the Conversation feature on the right side of the page. I am all damn ears final thought, we are introducing a coaching aspect to the show. So anyone who's brave enough to dig into an account strategy or outbound strategy sesh, that's where we kick things off. Please do follow the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you'll always have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to contact me, I'm at amy at revenuereal.com If you want to follow me on social, Twitter is amy underscore Rahubchuk. And LinkedIn is linkedin.com backslash Amy Rehubchuk. This episode was produced by the fabulous Nian Fiedler. You rock, man. And I appreciate you too, friend. And of course, whatever you do, don't tell anybody about the show. Let's keep it our little secret. Until next time, all, I'm Amy Rehubchuk. This is the Revenue Real Hotline. Happy selling.